Welcome to the Garlic Boys One Shots. If you have the shot, take it. And if you have the garlic bread, bake it. I'm Matthew, and joining me this week is Connor O'Connor. Hello there. We have Corey, a.k.a. Vaptor Like Raptor. Hello, my name is Markiplier. <laughs> it's definitely not. We have Mug. Hello, everyone. And we have our exceptional DM, the Fire Lord himself, Shania. You know, it's interesting that Corey decided this episode to switch up his intro because it is the same day that I started rewatching Mandalorian. So <laughs> this is the way. All right. Ooh, <laughs> there you go. They just stole your stick. <laughs> <laughs> For it is indeed our Spelljammer series, guys. We're about Ooh. to start in space. It's going to be a blast. Um, I am... I'm ready to rock and roll as soon as you guys are. We'll get our starting place. Uh, so right now we are going to get a little bit uh, comfortable with the idea of futuristic space travel, treasure planet, Star Wars, Dune style action in this one shot. Uh, it's going to be a blast. Very combat heavy, very drama heavy, very action heavy. Um, so if you're here for the nitty gritty D&D Please enjoy. Uh, and without further ado, the Madcap Solar System. A peculiar solar system that doesn't swirl around a single solar entity. We call it a solar circle because it's a cold sun and a warm sun that revolve around a magical mass in the center of this circular vortex we call the clot. The clot is an amalgamation of what, what goes wrong when spells are created and where aberrations come from. It is rumored that the first beholders were created in the clot just to wreak havoc on the worlds and universes for creating the clot in the first place. What you see of the clot is vast crystallized planets within a gooey horrid looking substance almost as if you could reach out and it would stick to your hand if it weren't so far away and so massive uh along the along the outsides of this clot are a star field uh, endless stars hundreds of thousands of light years away uh separating one from another making it seemingly impossible to reach the clot. But when some wizards do get right on the outside of this star belt, they find one specific time every 10 years, the planets align. When the Rock of Brawl, the Forgotten Realms of Tolv and Eberron are all on the outer link of the star belt, and the only part of the star belt that is open is exposed. Wizards from all the different planets that have the capability try out their new spells. This is what we know as the spell testing grounds. It is the time of the spell testing grounds, so many famous wizards and beneficiaries are headed right to where everyone likes to hang out just before the testing begins. On the small meteorite civilization of Brawl. Ooh. You see, the Rock of Brawl... Space whales. 
Space whales. Uh, Brawl is a city built on an asteroid. Its inhabitants, who hail from many worlds, typically refer to Brawl as the Rock. There's no other place quite like it in wild space. The Rock of Brawl has a gruesome past, uh, a very deep political intrigue side of it, but but we're not going to worry that much about that. Uh, we're going to worry about... Instead of the, I'll get you guys a, a, another map on here. Instead of worrying about the upper cities, the universities, the diplomats, and the nobles of this world, we're going to go a little bit southern and down into the lower half of the city. This is where the slums are, the rats of town, the dealers, the, the assassins, the thieves, the thugs. We are actually right around here at the docks uh there is a docking port just on the outside of the lower city right outside of the mercane agency uh alongside low street but just down low street once you get towards dock street down here you get to everyone's favorite uh bar and grill with two l's and an e uh the happy beholder which is run by the one, the only, Large Luigi. Uh, this, I'll, I'll show you guys a picture of Large Luigi, but I will, I'll describe him for everyone else at home. So Large Luigi is uh, this beholder. He's very happy. He runs this prosperous tavern. Uh, he's locally famous. He's got encyclopedic knowledge of all kinds of stuff. Uh, they nickname him Luigi the Dictionary because of how genuinely smart he is. Uh, his tavern is rarely troubled by bullies or thieves because he's a beholder who would want to mess with a beholder. But they there is a gang of beholders that is kind of, well, they had shares of Luigi's restaurant for a while, and then they got sold and bought back and sold, and it's a whole mess. But now Luigi's the sole proprietor of the Happy Beholder, and this gang of aberrations and beholders that come from the clot are led by large Luigi's much more massive brother, Massive Mario who travels around in a spaceship called the Lighthouse that he can gaze his eye upon anyone because he is far too large to leave it. He, they had to build the spaceship around him. He's big. He's a big beholder. Uh, but Large Luigi uh, swims right up to a table located in the Happy Beholder, surrounded by a gaggle of adventurers, um, and he comes up to all of you and he says, Why, hello, welcome to uh, Large Luigi's again. It is such a pleasure to have you red moths in my building again. Let me know if there's anything we can get for you. It's, of course, on the house. <laughs> Uh, as we go around the table getting our drink orders, would you please describe your characters and what they will be ordering to drink? We will start with Corey. How'd you like that intro, y'all? Nailed that. That was fire, yeah. right? All that lore. I saw some people writing stuff down. Uh, hello, Morgan. Oh, I should be writing things down. <laughs> nah. Uh, I have never not. written a thing down in D&D in my life, and I will not start now. So my character's name is Hinbith. He's a three green, 
three cream, three three cream, three cream, thry cream. We say whatever. Thry cream. That's but right. Just is insect people. Insect people. Um, I am going to, for the purpose of our creativity and the way that we usually do things, I'm going to stop sharing so that you guys can individually share your characters if you want. I know we've all kind of seen our characters, but it, it, it's up to you guys. It's it, it's I know it's a whole thing, but uh, yeah, this is the time. Please go around, share share your characters. Uh, Corey, you can start with Hendith, the three queen, and you're an artificer, right? I am an artificer. Mm. So three queen... Um... Or like the soldier type, correct? Yeah. So you can very much so think of myself as a very tech type uh, creature. Uh, we are all going to be level threes. Um, so I am an artificer battlesmith. Yeah. And I have four different types of weapons. Because you have four different hands. Correct. And for um, any of you rules lawyers out there, Thrycreen can use their uh, third and fourth hands to wield small or simple weapons because they're they're littler hands, but they still function. Uh, so you can wield like a rifle and two pistols, or a rifle, a pistol, and a dagger as a Thrycreen. And it's lit. <laughs> so I don't actually speak common. I. I'm a telepath. So you guys can just hear my thoughts. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That's lit. <laughs> I just saw that when I scrolled down here. It's like how Wookiees communicate. Through the Force. Yeah, basically. Why did some people just look at me weird? I'm being legit. That's how Wookiees uh, <laughs> communicate. They go and create sound waves in the air that bounce off of people's minds and then they receive what they're thinking back into their brains because Wookiees are far superior to any other species rather than like what, what Grogu and Yoda are. Oh, I thought Corey was about to break, <laughs> like tear me down on no. some Star Wars philosophical stuff. No. Actually, <laughs> um, actually, no, I you're saw, right. I saw a video that said that once and I was like, that makes perfectly no yeah. sense. Just like all of Star Wars. I'm going with it. Um, um, but you, you seem very worker bee type and I'm digging that. Large Luigi says, what will you be having for your beverage? Something that tastes better than oil. <laughs> um, let me hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I wanted, I wanted to do a voice for it. Okay. Um, something that doesn't taste like oil. Well, we have quite the selection. Someone of your species might like our. Mm, Let's try this. Uh, and uh, a bartender comes around, and Large Luigi uh, kind of uses telekinesis to get this drink over in front of you. It's got a little tiny sprig of a piece of grass sticking out, and it is dirt on the top of the glass, and it goes down into, like, water on the bottom, and you can kind of see through the water. It looks dirty. And he goes, this is the last tree of a dying planet. Exclusive. I think you'll like it. Uh, thank you. I'll, I'll definitely give it a taste. Uh, okay. Does, do you down it? I'm going to sip it. I'm going to sip it. Okay. So if you try it, you get 1d6 uh, temporary hit points <laughs> if 
so so when you roll this d6 for every one that you roll to get hit points you have to come up with the name of a person from that dying planet wait what <laughs> roll roll a d6 okay two two i need two names uh two people's names from the dying planet of the cup you just drank from I don't remember the cup's name. Oh, I didn't name the cup. It was just a drink. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, two random names. We got Melvin and Linda. Mm. Melvin and Linda. You you take another sip and you can kind of imagine their whole life together. You take another sip and you're like seeing this planet blow up in flames and like you're seeing this whole tragic story play out and it like it tastes like a very good drink you can't stop drinking it by the time you realize this whole story has played out and it's come to its beautiful climactic ending resolution you're satisfied there's a tear in your eye your cup is gone what just happened i just sold you the best drink you just ever had in your life that's what happened Sorry, is that called a Pixar 7-Up? <laughs> okay, uh, so then we're going to go on down then. Uh, Connor O'Connor, would you please describe your character? And Corey, I love the voice. It's my favorite voice of any person you've ever done, and I love this character. It's because I'm actually good at now. I am now a Hinbith fan. <laughs> I am now Hinbith's biggest fan. My name is Armstrong Allwhite. I... I'm the greatest astronaut that has ever lived. I was sent on a mission to explore deeper, farther past the solar system than anyone from my planet has ever seen before. Unfortunately, as soon as I left the atmosphere and the sensors that could save me, I've somehow found myself deep into a corner of the galaxy that we've never studied, we've never known, and I believe this is a time that I am not from. But I will not let that stop me. I am what I need to be. I am Space Force's greatest cadet, greatest ever soldier. I am a paladin to what I am and a savior to those who need me. So gin and tonic, like... I'll just have an old-fashioned, please. Okay, I'll go. <laughs> 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 um, I, I love you playing. I, this this is actually great. This is this is great for me because when I pitched us playing Spelljammer, I was so happy. But both of you came with humans from Earth, <laughs> and I, I'm great. I'm happy about Listen, it. Listen, I I don't want to tell. I'm so happy I was muted because the whole that whole thing would have been blocked out. I was screaming at how good that was. I'm not even I, I just got lightheaded from laughing. Hold on. <laughs> it was so good. That was beautiful. So gin and tonic, or I would have an old fashioned. Oh, I lost the voice. No. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of humans, uh, All White is our human paladin, Oath of Conquest, right? Uh, so then we're going to move right on down the road to our next human sitting next to All White. Uh, uh, excuse me, would you also like an old fashioned or uh, something better than that? Um, actually, I was going to go for a Pangalactic Gargle Blaster, if you would. Oh, yeah, that's a special today. We've got those half off. Awesome. That's great. Cool. 
One hand galactic gargoyle blaster coming right up. You just it's caused me to choke on Dr. Pepper. On your pangolastic gargle blaster. That's exactly what Dr. Pepper is. So when you when you originally showed us Aurora, my first reaction was hot. Yes. Yes. So who's the lady from the uh the AMC commercial? AMC commercial. It's like there's like it's it's more cinematic when you're at the movie theater. Oh, is that Maria Menounos? Not her. That's that's Cinemark, I think. Yeah. Hold on, AMC movie (laughs) derailing lady (laughs) (laughs) Nicole Kidman already. Nicole Kidman. Okay, she kind of looks like Nicole Kidman to me. Um, so I've been on a real big uh, Mass Effect Andromeda kick, um, and this is essentially my character from Mass Effect Andromeda. I um, love that. I did like the exact same fiery hair. Um, so let me describe for the the listeners out there. Um, Aurora Ryder is she has fiery red and orange and yellow hair. Um, looks like fire, um, and she is a soldier. Uh, from from Earth. I was going to call it Terra, and I think I still will. Uh, yeah, Soldier from Terra. Um, we have advanced quite a bit. Um, she's actually from the year 2562. Sure. Um, and she's from the year 2562, and um, she's wearing some like pretty advanced for Earth armor. Um, some pretty advanced guns again, uh, different time period from Earth. Um, just because you know, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff. Um, I could not have said it better, exactly. I am gonna stop presenting so that I can read to you just a little bit about her. So, yeah, let's hear about her. Um, so she was part of the United Front Space Exploration or UFSE for short. Um, she was a captain of the UFSE Pathfinder, um, and nice. when she when she came to uh, space, it was intentional that she made it out to wild space. Um, however, bad things happened. Good old calamity struck, and she and her entire ship crash landed. Um, and so at this point, most of her crew is dead or missing, or, um, she's been looking for them for some time. Um, but as the captain, she has been, um, trying to establish humans like place in this without overstepping on what already lives here. Um, so while she doesn't have her ship, she doesn't have her crew. Uh, she's essentially just a, a shipless captain. That's been, you know, out in wild space trying to establish some part of humanity out here. And if she can find others, um, then she could, you know, make it, you know, make it out here. So that's that's kind of her uh, her whole purpose. Yeah. How incredibly noble, wonderful, truthful and daring. Now, uh, Mug, let's hear about Goop. (laughs) Okay, so, um, let's see. You pan over and see a bucket uh, just kind of sitting on the end of the bench. 
and then inside is a small little orange thing. <laughs> Slime. We're, we're all dying too much. Okay, y'all y'all might need to turn off your camera and mute yourself while she does a very serious show. I don't know why we're not taking this seriously. Mug, would you please continue to okay, okay. describe goop? So, yeah, he has a very shiny, nice metal bucket that has a little plaque on it. That it's says, his it's bucket. Pail. It's his. It's pail. It, it's, um, his. it's his. It's his. It's <laughs> his. Um, Hinbeth usually carries it around in one of his extra arms. I'm crying. <laughs> but I'm also just, crying. You see a little orange guy with highlights of pink. He is a plasmoid. His name is Goop. He has this nice little red hat. It looks like um, a wizard hat, but without the brim. Oh, cool. um, but it has like a little piece of ribbon tied around it. There is a purple puffball on the top, uh, just a little pom pom. And in bright white letters going down, it just says Goop, spelled G U U P. Uh, and that's Goop. He's looking at you with massive, wonky, like one eye is bigger than the other puppy dog eyes. How interesting, because Large Luigi is looking at you because one of his eyes is bigger than many of his other eyes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And he says, well, it seems you might just need some electrolytes. And he gives you a Gatorade. <laughs> Excuse me? Can I please have apple juice? Oh, of course. Uh, Amanda, would you please get this young plasmoid uh, some apple juice? Thank you very much, sister, her baby. Are you gooping today? <laughs> Uh, I I actually have not been gooping today. Have you, you been, been gooping? gooping. Oh, oh, I'll get right on the gooping. He touches you with one of his small arms. <laughs> Large Luigi says, well, this is the cutest thing that has ever happened to me in my entire beholder life. And I'm like 17,000 years old. Like, whoa, this is really adorable. Thank you very much for that. All of your drinks are, if they weren't already on the house, they are now again on the house. Thank you. <laughs> next, next round on Luigi. You you can tell exactly how excited we were for this specific thing. We are going all out, and I'm so excited. This is amazing. I love you guys. All right. Well, uh, joining you guys at that table, if anyone wants to write this down, you can. I will be keeping track, but it's good information to know. Here is your entire crew. The people who have just introduced themselves. Armstrong, all white. Human, paladin. Oath of Conquest from Earth. Aurora Rider, human ranger, hunter, also from Earth. Goop, plasmoid, sorcerer, from space. And Hinbith, Thrycreen, artificer, battlesmith, from Thrycreen space. I'm not joking. Thrycreen space is called... Thrycreen space. Astral Elf space is called Zaraxa space. How cool is that? Nope. Thrycreen space. As well as a lizard folk with a great, great axe that is very tech, like techy. Uh, it looks like it's got a couple of buttons on it uh, with like a uh, he's got his arm 
over the handle of it and his other arm resting on right underneath the axe, leaning up against this. Like he has just finished his meal. He's happy that his belly looks as big as it is. And he's resting back like, no drinks for Josh Wish. Josh Wish is going to take a nap in the booth while they decide where we go. Then Josh Wish will follow. Uh, this guy name is Joshua Wish. Not Joshua. Joshua Wish. But uh, most of you know him as Jaws. Um, there is also uh, a, a tall... Uh, uh, how do I describe this? Mommy? Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, that's me. I'll show you guys a picture so that you get like what's going on. But uh, I am going to describe this person to the audience as she says... Thank you very much, Luigi. You, this again? Why are you making somebody else that sexy? Oh, I'm I'm trying a new accent, and it's coming off as that one because I can't not be sexy. But she says, "Large Luigi, you have been so kind to me and my crew. We are very grateful for your hospitality, and we will continue to come back." Thank you very much. She gives him a kiss on his big old beholder cheek. And he... Red flamers are the best people. I love flamers. And then he floats away. Um, And then uh, Tatiana, this woman, your captain, looks at all you and goes, So, seems we're here to celebrate. We finally... uh, finally decided to collect those men who were <clears throat> well we freed a bunch of slaves i was trying to say it a little bit nicer but we freed a whole network of slaves and i think we could just say things like that that's what we did and that's good and then uh, a a taller gentleman <clears throat> walks up to your crew i will uh I'll, I'll show you guys him. Taller gentleman walks up to your crew with a armored individual standing at his side. This gentleman has a wand and a mace. And he says, Greetings, uh, crew of the, uh, what is it, Lady Arasabeth, Moth 15, I believe. We are very happy that you are a part of our crew and we wish to extend a hand we need some help with something <clears throat> we are trying to remain low-key throughout the uh, rock of brawl so uh, word has got around for we are having this celebration no? now we need someone to throw the scent off of us we like having the happy beholder to hide out see it is very easy we can hide out underneath and we never get caught and even if we do we can get to our ships in no time so you have your hand up for a reason all white were you wanting to say something to me you guys recognize this guy as your like president chieftain number two in command if it weren't for caitlin glimmerstone the leader of the red moths who is the person in the armor standing right behind him. Uh, These are the parents and 
uh, parents of Tatiana, your captain, and they are the captains of Moth 1 and all 15 moth, Moths of the fleet. They are the leaders and founders of the Red Moths and the people who are responsible for liberating countless uh, species and races from aberrational slave, uh, including the Plasmoids. They, they famously freed the Plasmoids, and now the Astral Elves and the Plasmoids have like a lifelong, uh, universally strong bond because of it um they are known as the red flaming moths and these specific astral elves are uh the astral elves that come from the red flaming moths are rarer to find uh specifically caitlin and her mom have the uh astral wood elf uh ancestry and her dad has the astral zaraxian elf ancestry uh so then caitlin's half half she's Two halves of two separate kinds of elf, making her a full elf. But these two people are uh, staring over your table with this determination as this new recruit opens his mouth and says... Another reason I really enjoy the, the, the Happy uh, Beholder, sir, is that the uh, the the Goo Squad gets eat free on Tuesdays. Uh, and I think that's just really nice of them. And so I, I think this is a great place as well. And look how happy we Goop. do love our goo squad. Look how happy Goop and their friends are. Are you gooping, sir? Are we gooping? I told you all to stop calling us the Goop Squad. It makes us sound uh, in like incompetent or something. I appreciate Goop as much as the next person. Listen, Goop, you are our favorite. Come, you're literally every single person on this boat's absolute favorite member of the crew. Are we in agreement? And even Josh wishes like he wakes up to say, yeah. Uh, and then she says, but it is better for me to have Lady Arasabeth's crew or the Flamers of Moth 15, you know? But uh, we will workshop the Goose Squad if it makes you that happy. And uh, everyone is nodding along to the Goop Squad. Well, would y'all like to uh, help us out on a little bit higher level? We're going to be storing a lot of things underneath this here, Happy Beholder. And uh, I'm sorry, is something funny? Armstrong, all white? I was laughing out of character. This oh, okay. Rude. Cool. I'm sorry. That was rude. <laughs> that... Yeah, my, my bad. Anyway, I'm just enjoying I, no, the moment. No, it's all good. It's all good. So if y'all would like to help us on a little bit of a higher level, we've got uh, we've got a mission for you. Now, somewhere in this city, someone is going to need to write this down because this is your quest information. And oh, What is this guy's name again? This is Falsetto Glimmerstone. Okay the inventor and kind of creator of the flaming red moths if it weren't for like he would have created it but he's not charismatic at all and comes off a little bit strong uh his wife is the one who does all the stuff okay so here's what we're gonna need y'all to do we're gonna need y'all to go to uh there's this uh there's this place. It's called the Royal Theatrical Company. It's on Lake Street. Uh, you're gonna, if you take Grand Street all the way, you'll eventually run 
past Lake Street. Just turn left as soon as you enter the high city. Once you get there, you'll see the Royal Theatrical Company. You're going to want to sneak in there. And this is where it gets a little weird. You're going to upstage the performance. We need y'all to run on stage and make a big scene, but don't let them know it's you and make the whole theater upraged about it. But don't kill no one. Y'all understand? Mm -hmm. And then behind him, Caitlin Glimmerstone, uh, smoke comes out of her mask and it raises with dramatic music playing that's like playing out of a speaker behind her. It's like dramatic saxophone music. Like, oh, hold on, wait, wait, wait. I'm finding a dramatic saxophone song to play right here because it, it literally, like, I can't stress this enough, it literally needs to happen. Oh, I, ha I, I have one. Nope, nope, it's all good, I'm here. Okay, so the armor comes up and it literally it literally like deteriorates off of her like nanotechnology as this fog comes out and you hear can you hear it at all? Okay, uh -huh. imagine saxophone. <laughs> Imagining. Just okay. Saying, it's great. And then One, the, the, two, the, three, the smoke four, clears four. and you see and you see her, Caitlin Glimmerstone. Can I say what I'm hearing? Yeah. The intro to the bubble bowl. Oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's perfect. Um, so she immediately has a saxophone in her hand and starts playing a solo. Um, and then she gets off the, the saxophone and looks up at you guys. And, like, everyone is rolling their eyes because they know she's a drama queen, except for Tatiana, who is just so glued to this. And she's like, oh, my God, this is your best performance yet. Uh, and then Caitlin goes, play better, no. Goop is applauding. All, all white is saluting. I definitely do, like, a weird, like, awkward, like, am I supposed to clap? Like, clapping kind of situation. And she goes, ha, 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 baguette. And then uh, people, like 17 people in the place faint and go, oh. And she says, barista. And everyone goes, oh. And they fall over. She keeps saying French words at the audience and they fall. Ma'am, right. I've only heard one song better than that. Bonjour. Oh, my and God. That was the national anthem. Oh, I know that. And then she starts playing the national anthem of the United States in 1950 uh, on her saxophone. Uh, all white passes out. <laughs> he just faints. <laughs> she also starts playing the national anthem of your era on Earth, uh, Aurora. But it's like some gizmo tech. And it's like, this is the future where saxophones say words. This is the future. And this <laughs> saxophone says words. This is the future. And we all have saxophones. And they say words because we're in the future. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, my God. And then Aurora faints. <laughs> Excuse me. I would like to have some agency over my own character. Then Aurora see faints. If you faint. <laughs> 
Uh, well, uh, <laughs> they leave your table, leaving you guys all to discuss your things alone. You've got two uh, crew members that will help you out on your journeys and stuff. But my party, I'm turning you loose in my open world now. What would you like to do? All in favor of setting a fire? No. Oh, I got, I got, I got him. Are we lighting on fire? I'd like to get uh maybe maybe an <laughs> instrument we if fire? we're we're gonna upstage people, right? We have to get an instrument. Why do we need an instrument? You you want me to sing? <laughs> what do you want me to do? Like I'm confused. Do, well, you want us to cause chaos, but don't hurt anybody, and do not get caught. Oh no, never hurt anybody. Absolutely not. I do not want to hurt people. I don't like the voice I'm doing for Tatiana. Okay. Change. I don't think I'm doing a good enough job. What do you mean? You sound just like the Pink Panther. I, I'm trying to sound like <laughs> I'm trying to sound like Calypso from Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm my guy. I'm my guy. I'm my guy. Or like Widowmaker. <laughs> I'm gonna keep trying. Forgive me. I'm butchering it. I think I've done three different yes. voices for All White so far, so you're good. So I guess we want to start... Um, we really need to like plan out a performance, because if we just go on stage, we're going to ruin the show. Yeah, but if we do that, then we're going to have to... We're going to end up getting caught now. Not a, no, I won't. And I just closed the hood to my uh, spacesuit. Which is uh, fully blacked out, and so no one can see my face. Give me a constitution. No will... Give me a constitution saving throw since we roll dice in this game an hour into the episode. What 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 time are we at? I almost forgot my dice. Uh, we are thirty nine <laughs> minutes into this episode. Okay, never mind. Okay, forty minutes in, we finally roll the first die. Connor, um, how does it feel to roll dice in space? Uh, weightless. Got to be honest. I've been waiting for Spelljammer. Same. So cool. um. So I got a, a three. Okay. Uh, you get smacked in the back of the head by Josh Wish, and it it your helmet goes into the pizza that's on the table. You dare disrespect a lieutenant colonel? Uh, quit being a dick. I'm not. I'm not phallic in any sense. Yeah, well... Then how come your name is Armstrong? <laughs> I was named after the greatest astronaut that ever lived, Buzz Aldrin. What? But I hated Buzz. I wanted to be the first. And so I became the first. Like Louis Armstrong. But but I, I read a I read a book about Didn't Neil Armstrong take the first step on them? Uh, I'm moon? pretty sure I read a book about Earth once, and I'm a barbarian, I don't read much, but I read a book about Earth once that said that the first man on the moon was in 1969, and didn't you say you were from 1954 earlier? Uh, something's not adding up, and I'm stupid. I'm, I'm from 2054. Oh. Lit. 20, I, I'm all sorts of confused over here. No, it's, it's it's easy to remember because Goop and Henbeth and everyone except for you two idiots are from space. And then you worry about what time on Earth you're from. Everyone else is just from, check this out. Henbeth, where are you from? See? 
Space. <laughs> Goop, where are you from? Not, Check this not out. what they said. Just Listen to this. Goop, where are you from? I'll shut up in a bucket. Yep, there you go. Bucket. And then they can Space. Goop is going to do that. Right, right, right. But, but Someone Earth, ask me where I'm from. Earth is also ask, in, No, no, no. Ask me where I'm from. Do you have where a problem with me getting pride in my space. home world? He, t- he gets up and goes over to the bar and sits away from you guys. And Tatiana goes, well, now you don't made him upset now. And she starts to run over there to comfort him. You now all are just at the uh, table alone. Oh, yeah, comfort him. I'm the one whose head hurts because he smacked me. She There's flips you off now. from over there. Like, you need to chill. <laughs> I made them upset now. Just because I have all this armor doesn't mean you can't hurt my feelings. I don't know why I sound like Derek Zoolander now. <laughs> what is this? A university for ants? I don't know if I should keep doing this. It's it's 3 a.m. and I'm in a warehouse somewhere. They didn't tell me we were doing this, and I'm so it's wild 9 now. <laughs> like, you're in your own house. Meaning anymore. Tatiana comes back over. Now, oh, what? Oh, what? How do I? How do I do? A New Orleans accent. How? Probably a No, it's like, it's like, listen here now, all mine. I want to yeah. tell you something right now. You done hurt my boy now. Josh was his feelings. You need to apologize henceforth right now. Well, I go smack you upside the head now. How was that? I said nothing to him that would have hurt his feelings. He literally just said that he was from Earth and, 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 uh, Josh. <laughs> Jaws got um, all upset. Of course, of course. Now y'all don't saw the head again. Don't even thinking about just yourself. Y'all humans all the same. I swear. Now listen to me. Here's the thing. Now you said Earth. Now you say Earth one more time around Joshua. Now do you don't even listen. You ain't even to speak. What do you speak the same language that Joshua speaks on his home planet? No. Now because you did. Now you'd understand that Earth is the equivalent of calling someone just the worst name in the book. Right. So what if I what if I just call it Terra? Because it's that's what it's called. That's why he's not mad at you, Aurora. Oh, okay. All right, cool. I didn't even say the word. I suggested I wear my helmet. He hit me and then started yelling at me. Joshua. Uh, he wants to apologize. Now, when he comes back over here, you're going to say, I'm sorry now, right? But I did. Joshua comes over and he goes, You know. You're the one who's being a real Earth. And he just sits down. I'm sorry. Okay. He scoots back over close to you. What's on the map? You guys are going to be looking at a map of... Joe. Bro! I'm the map. I'm the map. I'm the map. All right. You guys are currently at the Happy Beholder. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool. You can do whatever you want. Go wherever you want within the Rock of Brawl. But you guys are being turned loose. <clears throat> Your captain uh, is going to be with you. And so is a barbar- a lizard folk barbarian called Joshwish. Uh, I am at your beck and call if you guys need anything. Where would you like to go? What would you like to do? I mean, you, you can stay and drink, too, or or rest up or do whatever. Uh, we've got about 10 minutes left. So I say we get started going where we want to go. And then I'll cut us off at a really dramatic moment. Cool, cool, cool. Luigi, can I have one of those drinks on? Yes, coming right up. Is it a different planet this time, or is it the same? Like, uh, it's a different kind. So it's uh, it's like 
this so this one is like a brightish greenish bluish substance and it looks fizzy uh and on the side of it there is a big bell uh and it says uh live moss and then luigi says oh yeah this planet had live moss on it uh i believe it was the planet of baja baja blast L large baja blast at your local taco bell for 4.99 Takes a sip. Sad thing what happened to the people of Baja Blast at your local Taco Bell for $4.99. <laughs> I think it's like $2.49 actually. Five bucks is rough for a Baja Blast. The names of the planets here, man. They're they're something. It's it's in the space, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm just uh, going to eat a salt shaker off the table. Art shake like a salt shaker, shake like a salt shaker, shake like a salt shaker. Are there are there options? Because well, are there options? Because I don't really know what. what well, so our quest you, you is guys, to go to yeah. the Royal Theatric Company down Lake Street. I right. don't see Lake Street I, on this current map. I, Lake Street is off of at. Grant Street. We have to leave the bar. Well, we the, still don't so, see Grant Street. Right, so I, we have to go left. I understand the quest, but uh, are there other things we can do? Like, uh, maybe well, I want to go. Should... Oh yeah, you can go wherever you want within the Rock of Brawl. Uh, you guys have a moth, a red moth called Lady Erasabeth, parked over here at the uh, at the docks. Um, and I've got that separate map. If you guys decide to leave the Rock of Brawl, I've got tons of other planets. We are in the middle of space. This is how space travel in D and D works. I give you a planet. You right. go and explore it. I've got the map. You guys just tell me where you want to go. Right now, you're looking at a map like this on your thing, but you don't have the streets labeled on yours. So the only way I can show you streets is up close like this. So right. for uh, if I were to show you just the way the map looks, then I would show you this map, which is uh, a Massive. large version of all of the Rock of Brawl, but you cannot see any street names. You guys are right over here. Do we know if there are any costume shops on the way to Lake Street? Uh, one of you give me a history check. Connor, you asked. You might as well. Mm -hmm. ooh, 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 ooh. That is a 19. A 19. There's almost another three. Okay. Let's see. You're looking for costume shops? Yeah, if we're going to upstage your performance and they don't want us to know it's us, and apparently we don't like the idea of me wearing my helmet down, we should probably get costumes. Okay, well, there are... Uh, you're probably better off seeing costumes at uh, in... You remember seeing someone that sold costumes when you guys were at this big merchant's guild? Uh, you, you recognize that guild to be... Uh, it's called the Great Market. It's got tons of shops and stuff at it. Someone there would definitely have costumes, uh, and you might need to pass it on your way there. And uh, what was your history check? 19. That's what I thought. Uh, Grand Street runs through the Great Market. Let's stop at the Great Market. Nope, that's not the voice. Yeah, let's, oh. let's start at the Great Market on the way there, and then we can get costumes so that we can disguise ourselves disguise ourselves as what i don't know if that matters it just has to be something obscure enough that no one would detect that it was two humans a sentient bug and 
Goop. And the wood elf and the lizard folk. What now? It's cool. And the wood elf and the lizard folk. Only, uh, uh, now, son, now, only I'm allowed to refer to us as wood elves. Now, you didn't come from the wood that we came from. Now, we are the wood elves. You are to refer to us as astral elves. You hear how cool that sounds? Astral. You are allowed to say that. We are allowed to say wood elf. Am I just not allowed to talk anymore on this crew? Is that how this is going to go? Because apparently everything I say is hurting everyone's feelings nowadays. When did everybody become so soft? Not you, <laughs> Okay, now. Okay, old man. Let's let's calm it down a I little am bit. 37. Someone get Karen in his cradle. <laughs> Wait. Your, uh, your views are a bit outdated, my dude. What are you talking about? This is how everyone thinks on Terra. In the year you're from, not the year I'm from. <laughs> No, like you you're see, the wrong here. here's the thing. You made you made a really outdated, immature comment, and then immediately referred to it as Tara instead of saying that word again. So you're showing growth. So don't <laughs> tell me you can't change. I follow orders. There's no growth. There's only what needs to be done. I have a 42 inch long tongue, and I will lick you from the chin to the forehead if you don't shut up. <laughs> Noted. I'd love to see that, actually. I'd love to see As that. soon as you say noted, the tongue comes out and picks up his cup and then just goes back into his mouth. He eats a whole. His sidebar? That was delicious. Kind of hot. Um, that was glad. amazing to watch. Why don't other people think the glass and, is and good? This is also with him not moving from the arms behind his head position. <laughs> He's leaning back and this is... <laughs> I I it's a pepper shaker. I go up. <laughs> I I go up, get a couple drinks, and then circle around to the other side of the table and sit right next to the lizard guy, Jaws. <laughs> I would have right next all utensils and condiments away from Goop so he stops eating random things. Oh, when Goop eats random things, it does not hurt Goop. It just goes into Goop and absorbs into Goop eventually. Exactly. He just does it because it makes it like feel funny. He's not hungry. It doesn't hurt the Goop. It hurts the things. Yeah. I do it out of a kindness of like just cleaning up so things don't get lost. Well, my uh, my Wednesday campaign, one of my guys is playing a plasmoid, and he did something really gruesome and creative. So, uh, trigger warning, this is about to get really really gruesome. Um, so he's a plasmoid, and they were fighting against this guy who had armor on, and he was really tough, and they were, and he was, he snuck around, because he usually plays like a plasmoid that operates through his armor. He snuck around, and he was like, so when I'm a gelatinous, since I'm like gelatinous cube based, whenever I, whenever someone or something is inside of me, they start to take damage like gelatinous cube, right? I was like, technically, yeah. He was like, I'm going to crawl inside of his armor and cover his entire body in me under his armor. That's awesome. can some. Oh, no, no, that's not even. And then he said, can someone cast arcane lock on the armor? Mic drop. <laughs> oh, wow. Mic Ooh. drop. I said. He halo oh, armor lock him and ate him from the inside of his armor. Basically, uh, just possessed the armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So he achieved sweet. possession. Yes. 
<laughs> without, without even he's he's an atheist character. He achieved possession without reaching out to a deity. Anyway, uh, you guys are still sitting around the tables. Uh, Luigi brings you another round of drinks. Goop, what do you believe we should disguise ourselves as? Goop. You want us to disguise ourselves as Goop? I love it. Yes. Oh, I, don't know. I don't know how. The only thing I think around. that I'm discussing myself as is maybe a mythological type of dragon. You know, Henbeth, you're really just really cool, man. Proposal. And all white. You're you're all white. <laughs> 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 no, I'm cooling on you. You can take a joke and a punch. I like that. I took that as a compliment, but thank you. Um, so, uh, Goop wants to disguise themselves as Goop. Uh, Goop changes into a circle. Oh, like his shape is a circle now. Uh, Con- Connor uh, forgot uh, the bug's name. Not uh, not all white. Can someone... Himbeth. Himbeth, you want to disguise yourself as the dragon? Uh, we've been crewmates for two weeks at this point. You would think you would learn all of our names. I'm Hinbith. You're Aurora. Ah, that is not correct. <laughs> Hinbith, you would like to disguise yourself as a dragon? I thought that would be the easiest. If he disguises himself as a dragon, can I disguise myself as a dungeon? <laughs> okay, I'm done. That's not a bad idea. No one's going to think there's a lizard folk inside of a box. I say we disguise ourselves thing. as some inanimate objects like props, get carried onto the stage, and then when it starts to go just like it's expected, we just jump out. I got it. All sets need trees. Why don't we be trees? Now, that's not a bad idea now right there. Now, that I mean, We wouldn't even have to pretend to be trees. We can pretend to be like, to, like uh, people dressed up like trees now. Exactly. Yeah, now. Wasn't, wasn't there a... Hmm. I think there was a movie where where people dressed up as trees. Nope, I don't what think that happened. I don't. I don't think so. I have no clue what you're referring to. No, nope, I don't think so. Don't think that happened. You might be losing it. No, pretty uh, sure it's in our archives. It's it, it was very popular. Uh, nope. I don't. I don't know if that's never happened before. Hmm. Okay. I remember that. I remember all the movies. What, what's a movie? It's like it, a play, but like on a screen. Oh, like when your uncle says, I want to fight you to the death, and then your dad fights him to the death on your behalf because you're ill? Exactly. That's exactly uh, what yeah. it is. Yeah. See, okay. I, I, so, I get it. We grew up in different cultures. Right, right, right. right. So, so trees? I, just, I don't know why trees? you keep bringing it up. Okay. Um, Goop, Goop asked what show was being played. Yeah, so, you said it was Royal Theatrical Company, right? What's being played there? Wizard of Oz. Ooh, someone give me a history someone give me a history check. Uh dirty twenty. Uh someone other than mm, no actually uh, no, you know what? You're nailing the history checks. You're you're getting it. Um let's see here. Dirty dirty boy. Dirty twenty. <laughs> I just got a nineteen, Ooh. so either way. Okay, let's see. Oh my gosh, 20, you're so dirty. 20, stop it. 20, well, please help me I out. I will let you know Hi. that the thing that is playing at the company is called 
the Rizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we'll leave off. <laughs> Gotta write that down. The Rizard with an R. Rizard. The Lizard of Oz. Nah, 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 nah. He's got that Riz. That I was hoping it would be some kind of fancy ball gown thing so we could all dress up as that and disguise ourselves within the crowd. But yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you for listening to another episode of TGB One Shots. Tune in next time to see what these insane space adventurers do in the play The Wizard of Oz. And remember, folks, as always, to. Say Garlicky! I don't know why this is my job. <laughs>